Welcome to Strike Deck Radio, a podcast focused on customer success and the leaders who are implementing best practices in our field. This podcast is brought to you by Strike Deck and the Success League. Strike Deck is a customer success automation platform that enables CSMs to manage their customer relationships. The Strike Deck solution enables churn prevention, upsells, and customer advocacy. They use machine learning and predictive analytics to bubble up insights and alerts about customer health, sentiment, and engagement. The Success League is a consulting firm focused on customer success. We work with executives who are ready to build and develop a top-performing customer success team that drives retention and revenue for their organization. For more information, you can visit our website at thesuccessleague.io. My name is Kristen Hayer, and I'm the host of Strike Deck Radio and the founder and CEO of The Success League. For over 15 years, I've been a sales, marketing, and customer success executive, and my career has primarily focused on early and growth stage tech companies. Today, we're in the workshop cafe, so if you hear a little background noise, uh, that's what's going on. And I'm very excited to introduce Steve Schwartz today. Steve has had a lengthy career in customer support and success. But mostly I'm interested in talking to Steve today because he loves to read and so do I. And today we're going to be talking about all of our favorite books of various different genres. Steve, can you introduce yourself to our audience and let them know a bit about your background and customer success before we get rolling? Thanks, Kristen. My name is Steve Schwartz and most recently I was the director of customer success at Comfy, a startup in Oakland connecting people in their workplace in innovative ways. While this was my first customer success job and title, I've spent the last 13 years in customer-facing roles, including support, implementation, account management, and product management. What I've found that I love most about customer success is that it melds all of these different disciplines into a team focused on proactively delivering continuous value to customers over time. Awesome. So Steve, you and I met a couple of months ago, and it's been really fun to get together and talk about books. And you've been in job hunt mode recently, so you've had some time to read. Um, I'd love it if you could tell me a little bit about what you like to read and the kinds of books you've been focused on recently. Sure. I've really enjoyed discussing books with you too, and I'm looking forward to future sessions over beers. Uh, <laughs> while I've been enjoying spending time with my family during the first break I've ever taken between jobs, I've also been catching up on my ever-growing stack of to-be-reads yeah. that, that I'm sure all of you out there are familiar with. <laughs> um, as a broad category, I'd say I've been focused on job skills related books, but that doesn't really narrow it down the field. The list has been fairly diverse and I've been primarily focused on learning about and improving in areas where I was most challenged in my last role um, as a fairly new manager building a high performing team. Carriers of focus for me have been around giving and receiving feedback, leadership, okay. leadership techniques, and different sales methodologies. The one thing I make sure to do is to read something completely off topic, whether it be fiction or unrelated nonfiction, every two to three books for a little change of pace. Yeah, I tend to read um, a fiction book at the same time I'm reading all of the business books. And so I read business books during the day and then at night before I go to sleep, I read fiction um, to kind of break things up. So that's how I do it. So you do it kind of every few books. Yeah, I find if I, uh, if I do it that way and I focus on the fiction at night, then I tend to stay up to read it. Uh, oh, you don't get any sleep? <laughs> the business books will help me to fall asleep sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 
That's true. I actually, when I'm having a hard time sleeping, I should cut over to the business books. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about our favorite books. So first, um, since this is a customer success podcast, let's talk about your favorite customer success books. And so maybe we can kind of alternate here. I know there's a couple that you and I share that we both think are interesting, and then there's some that you read and some that I've read. So why don't you kick things off? Sure. Um, I recently took time to um, reread uh, Customer Success um, from uh, the founder of Gainsight. And oh, also, yeah. Nick Menace. Yep. Yeah. And also uh, Farm Don't Hunt um, okay. from uh, Guy Nearpaws. Oh, it's a Tango's book? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so I had read them before when I sort of started down the road of customer success uh, uh-huh. and felt like it was a good time to take the time to reread them and see what I've actually learned and been able to implement. Yeah. Um, if you're new to customer success or looking to make a career transition into customer success, I think starting with these two basic straightforward books is, is the best way to get an understanding of what CS is um, and why it's critical to the success of most businesses today. Yeah, absolutely. I, I recommend different chapters in both of those books for um, the classes that I teach. And I think, um, you know, if I had to kind of give an overview of those, I would say the customer success book is a great um, read for leaders of customer success teams that are thinking about how they want to structure customer success for their organization. They have great breakouts in all the chapters on whether you know what to do if you're going for a high-touch model, a low-touch model, or a tech-touch model, and I really like the way the book is laid out in that way. I think the Farm Don't Hunt book is a terrific book for um, customer success managers who are looking for very tactical ways to apply the theory of customer success inside their jobs. And so they, the two books, I really think, kind of complement each other, even though they were both put out by competitors. <laughs> I think they're both really good books. So I don't know if you have anything to add to that for those two. but Yeah, I think I, think, uh, I got the same uh, feeling from those books. Um, and one of the things I've learned most... Um, from the customer success community is um, every company does customer success a little bit differently. Um, It's dependent on a lot on your customer base, um, what type of customers you have, how you segment them, and how you can actually deliver um, a good quality customer success product. Um, I really enjoyed in the customer success book that same thing where it was really broken down into the different types of uh, touch models. Yeah. Um, And that's really important to understand because uh, both as a um, leader in customer success, but also as a as a day to day individual contributor, understanding what you can and can can't do um, yeah. with each customer is really important, and and understanding you know just how much how far you can go. Yeah. Any other customer success books that you think are important for people to take a look at? Yeah, I think um, for people that are just getting into the field, um, I definitely recommend High Tech, High Touch Customer Service by Micah Solomon. Yeah, we read that as a team at um, Vertical Response when I was the VP there. Yeah, I think it's particularly relevant if you're uh, going into a B2C um, business. Yeah. Um, It talks a lot about how to um, interact with your customers, provide anticipatory customer service, which mm-hmm. I thought was a really great term. Yeah. Um, sort of leads you into that proactive model of customer success um, and, and uh, you know, anticipating what your customers want before they ask for it is uh, yeah. always a good business model to. Yeah, and I feel like B2C companies have done a really good job of going down that road, and B2B companies are kind of a little bit behind. So it's probably good for even B2B companies to read that and. Kind of start to move in that direction and become more proactive with clients. 
definitely agree. Yeah, I, have you ever read Chief Customer Officer by Gene Bliss? Um, I am about a third of the way through uh, version two of the book. Okay, so. I have not read 2.0. A long time ago, I read the original one. Um, I listened to her podcast, so shout out to Jean Bliss, because she's um, got a great podcast as well called Duct Tape, um, or Human Duct Tape. Um, so that's a great one to listen to as well. And um, how is the second one so far? It, it's pretty heady. Okay. Um, it's... Uh, I think it's a it's a much higher level strategy book for really getting customer success um, to a really high executive level within an organization, and oftentimes okay. it sort of starts a little more organically at a lower level. Yeah. Um, so a sort of. So maybe more of a leadership definitely book. <laughs> definitely a leadership book. Okay. Yep. Cool. Um, anything else in the customer success area? Um, I think as far as sort of core. Um, customer success books um, that covers most of what I've most of what I've read. Okay, so let's cut away from customer success and talk about leadership books. Um, I love the discipline of leadership. Um, so some of my favorite leadership books are uh, the Twelve Elements of Great Management, uh, which is a wonderful way of thinking about employee engagement and your role as a leader in getting employee engagement. And it's, it's a book that, you know, as I've been a leader in organizations where I've had new managers reporting to me, I've actually had all of them go through that book as sort of a first step in becoming a leader. I think it's a really great foundation and a good way to get people in the mindset of being a servant leader. Another one that I really love, and I think this is a great book to read if you're a little bit more senior leader, is one called Multipliers um, by Wiseman. And I think Multipliers is wonderful. It talks about how really great leaders create other great leaders and how that becomes a multiplying effect. And I think that's one of the things I'm really passionate about is um, creating great leaders because I feel like if you create a great leader and they go on and they create other great leaders and then all of those people are creating great workplaces with engaged employees, you've really had a huge impact on the workplace. And so that's one of the reasons why I love that book. Um, what are some of yours? Yeah, along the same lines, um, one of the books I read recently was Radical Candor. Oh, um, wonderful. Which, I haven't yeah, read that one yet. I, I highly recommend it. Um, it also touched a lot upon um, the same sort of thing in, in multipliers of really creating um, creating leaders mm -hmm. um, by leading by example. Um, it's definitely the, the book that I'm most excited about implementing in mm -hmm. my next role. Um, I think... Uh, it really focus on, is it focuses in on the responsibilities of a manager, um, those being guidance, uh, team building, and results, um, and how to really use a two-pronged approach of caring personally um, and challenging directly together to deliver all these facets of your um, job. While I believe one of my strengths is caring personally about each person I work with, I've often struggled with the challenging directly aspects of radical candor. Uh, the good news is I'm not alone in this struggle, as the book points out. Yeah. Um, and, and <laughs> I think that's tough for everybody. Yeah, and yeah. I, I really look forward to trying to, to work on that and also work on that with others who are also facing the same challenges. Yeah. Any other favorites in the leadership area? Yeah, I think uh, the, pos the Power of Positive Leadership is another book um, where um, it's really focused on how you present yourself and how that influences those around you. Uh -huh. um, and so being a real positive leader um, makes other people positive just by association. Um, it's a very contagious thing. 
Um, and it also points out one of the key things that, that I learned a long time ago from my wife, which is uh, for every um, negative interaction you have, uh -huh. it takes 10 positive interactions to really counter that. Yes. Yes. And so it's a really important thing to focus on making sure that you don't have those negative interactions to begin with because mm -hmm. the amount of effort it takes to fix them is is so much higher. I read that as well in a parenting book and I know we're both parents and so I, I think that that's um, something that's important to think about as a parent too is you have to invest in the positive interactions with your children and then also with your team and those things you know come back to you in a positive work environment. So that's a great one. Any, any others? I think that, co that covers my that covers it? top okay. ones right now. Yeah, I, I found it really hard to kind of pick my favorites in the leadership area. I think one other one that I'll shout out is um, Now Discover Your Strengths, which is sort of the first of that whole Strengths Finder movement. And I think you've done the Strengths Finder assessment. I've had my teams over the past decade do the Strengths Finder assessment as part of the team. Um, and what we do for team building and how I learn about the people that I have in my group. And so that's one that I really recommend as well. And I think that StrengthsFinder 2.0 is a great assessment um, for individuals on the team. I think Now Discover Your Strength goes a little bit more in depth on how to not only um, look at your own strengths, but to manage people with different strengths as well. So it's, it's a book that's a little bit more geared for leaders. So, what are some books about specific areas where customer success professionals may want to focus? So things like time management or negotiation, what are some ideas you have for books in those areas? Yeah, I think one of the books we've already talked about, uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Yay, Effective Seven Habits. Of People. <laughs> it's been around forever. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I recently read it and I will say um, with certainty that I wish I had read it 20 years ago. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I'm glad I did now um, and I think a lot of it is not only relevant to customer success for individual contributors and leaders, but it's also really relevant to just your life in general and how yeah. do you balance the stresses of work and life together that are always present, especially if you're working in a startup environment. Yeah, I like that it has a lot of practical exercises in it too, where you, you know, if you're struggling in a particular area of the seven habits, it gives you lots of ways that you can kind of try to um, readjust your life. So I don't know if you did any of those or if you, one of them particularly appealed to you that you would be willing to share. Um, I haven't gone through the specific exercises yet, okay. but I have on my list um, to work on a personal mission statement oh, okay. um, and sort of define the roles and goals of my various um, my, my various uh, roles. Uh -huh. um, and I think part of that is is understanding what my roles in life are and my roles in work and how those things overlap and, and how I can have, you yeah. know, I can work towards goals in both of those areas throughout my uh, week. Yeah, I think that's a great, that one's a great exercise. I actually, um, when I teach the time management for CSMs class that I teach as a more of a expanded workshop format, I use the um, urgent versus important quadrants exercise for that. I think that one is great. And when you run that with a group, it's so fun to see the light bulb come on for people that they're spending a lot of time on things that urgent are urgent but not important. And so I, I really like that exercise from that book. I think there's so much good stuff in that one. Um, what are some of the other ones that, that you think are interesting there? Yeah, I've been um, 
I've been spending some time reading about uh, different sales methodologies and, mm. and negotiation tactics. Um, so a couple books there that I would definitely recommend: The Challenger Sale. Oh, that's um, a great book. It was really good. Um, and then sort of an off, uh, sort of an offbeat book, but really relevant and has a lot of good advice. Uh, Stalling for Time: uh, My Life as a FBI Hostage Negotiator. Um, sounds... That is interesting. What is? Tell us more about that one. It's been a while since I read it, but um, it, you know, it talks a, a lot about different techniques that can be useful in, you know, in your work life, in your daily life, in um, just basic negotiation skills. And then yeah. how, once you've built a foundation, how do you, you know, continue to build on that over time and add new skills and, and really improve your ability to negotiate? Um, it's t- definitely relevant in customer success, especially if you're working on renewals and upsells and things yeah. like that. Um, but it also applies to working with others within your own organization. Definitely. I'm going to have to go back and read that one. That sounds like an interesting read as well as being practical. Are there a lot of stories in the book? There are a lot of stories. Oh, and they're, cool. I'm going to have to go read that one. Yeah, they're, they're very fun stories, and I think that's what makes it a unique book is it's uh, stories that you wouldn't really think about um, or come across in okay. any other form, uh, but that really have relevant points and and can really pull that to the surface. Awesome. I'm going to check that one out. Um, A couple of mine in this area that are kind of different things that people might want to think about. Um, You know, one area that I find with a lot of my clients they really struggle with is is having efficient and effective meetings. And so um, there's one that I've run across recently um, that's called Powerfully Simple Meetings. It's by Kid and Field. And um, that book has kind of a framework for how to have a really effective meeting and um, how to make sure that you've got the right people in the meeting, that you have people that are contributing to the meeting and are not just consuming the information from the meeting, and that how, how you're making sure that the things that you decided in the meeting actually happen after the fact. Those are areas that I think people struggle with. So I would look for that book. It's a really short book. Um, and easy to read, but really a great book for um, people that are trying to figure out how to have better meetings. Um, another one, and this is one that I actually teach a class on in our um, CSM training program, is um, Difficult Conversations. That one um, is by Stone, Patton, and Heen. And that one um, comes out of the Harvard Negotiation Project. It's a um, well-researched book, and it, it provides kind of a framework for how to have a challenging conversation. This is another one that kind of to your point earlier about how some of these books are great both in your work life and in your personal life. Difficult Conversations is fantastic that way too. So if you are struggling with having a conversation with your neighbor or your spouse or your um, you know your person at work that you don't get along with very well or one of your customers, um, this book gives you a framework for how to have those conversations in a great way. Um, any others that you've got that you want to mention in this area? I would say another one, um, especially if you're a leader and, and having challenges within your team, uh-huh. um, the five dysfunctions of a team uh, is oh, one. Oh, isn't that part of kind of a series of different books about being an executive? And I believe I so. Death I'm... by Meeting is in that series, which is another good meeting-related book, I think. Too. Yeah, I, be- I believe there is a series. Okay. I'm not yeah. as familiar with the rest of the books, though. Yeah. What, uh, what did you like about the five dysfunctions of a team? I would say um, just really being able to recognize 
when there are problems and, and particular problem children within a group okay. and, and what, you know, how they contribute and, um, you know, one of the terms I, I saw in another book was uh, energy vampires. So oh, how are there yeah. people that are sucking yeah. the positive energy out of a team and a group? How are they really affecting the group dynamic um, and what you can do to really uh, reshape that and fix that or okay. know when it's time to cut loose? Yeah, yeah. Another one um, that I really like that's kind of in this um, random area of things that people might be interested in is um, the 12 Bad Habits That Hold Good People Back. And that one's by Waldrop and Butler. Um, that book is great. If you are a person who feels like you've been having a hard time moving into the role that is the next level above you, so maybe you're a CSM and you want to become a director, but you're getting a lot of resistance from people around you to make that career move, I think this might be a good book to check out. I think um, one thing that I hear from a lot of CSMs that are having that struggle is that um, they just don't have the skills to move to the next level or they're not sure what they need to move to the next level. I think some of that is learning um, you know, skills that it takes to be a director, but some of that might be personality traits that you've developed that have served you really well um, leading up to, you know, the, the point that you're in right now where you want to make that transition but might not serve you as you're getting ready to move into a more senior leadership role. And so if you're feeling like you're running into a brick wall as you're trying to make that career transition, this would be a great book to check out because you might have some bad habits that are holding you back. Okay. So I think that's another one. And then um, any others that you think are interesting? Um, you had mentioned The Power of Habit to me the other day. Yeah, I haven't read I haven't read that one yet. It's in my list, okay. so it's it's in the backlog, and I'll be getting to that one shortly. Okay, that one I have read, and that is a good one, and you should definitely read it. I think um, it has a lot of interesting, somewhat um, repetitive uh, information about um, brain studies that have been done over the years. Like, I mean, I think they mentioned the one that I think everybody has heard about in every business school ever about the little kids being left in the room with the cookies and being told not to eat the cookies and they'll get a reward if they don't eat them and then some of them eat them and some of them don't. Um, things like that are, are talked about in the book. So there's some of that classic repetitive stuff, but then there's a lot of really great information about how the brain works around developing habits and I think it's a pretty, it's a pretty interesting book, um, especially if you're into how brains function and, <laughs> and or want to build better habits so yeah yeah I would say my my science background before getting into the tech world definitely makes me want to read oh yeah you, like you probably like it then yeah. it's got a lot of really interesting information about um, brain studies that have been done um, so tell me how you've implemented books in your own life and in the life of your team and how do you anticipate doing that in your new role I would say I haven't been very successful in doing it with, with my past teams, um, but I, I, I definitely intend to change that in my next role. Um, I think it's important in two capacities, one as the leader of a team and helping the team to develop and grow, but also as a leader within a, a collaborative team of leaders and helping that team to really grow and bond together and, and really move in the same direction. Um, so I've been developing my own habit of reading a lot more and uh, I'm confident that I will continue to build on that momentum as I take up I'm my sure next you role. will. Every time I see you, you've got like two or three new books that you're carrying around with you. So you're definitely taking advantage of this downtime, which is fantastic. You'll, you'll have a list of stuff to work on with your team. Yeah, I think in the last three months I've been through about 15 books. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. 
Yeah, I wrote a blog about this probably about a year and a half ago, but I think one of the things that I have seen work really well with my own teams is um, to do kind of a book club style of learning. Um, I've had to do this with a couple of teams because there was no development budget for training. <laughs> and so, you know, when you're faced with you don't have a budget for training and you need to train your people, you have to get kind of scrappy. And so because of that, I've, I've implemented book clubs. And then I found from, you know, coming from that, that they actually are really great ways to do exactly what you described, build teamwork amongst your team members, teach people things um, in kind of a discussion format that you know, they may not have that opportunity to learn if it was just sort of a classroom learning scenario. And so I think it's a great addition. It doesn't have to be something that takes a lot of time. And I'll, I'll tell you guys a quick story and I, I won't name any names. Um, the person who this is about, um, I think does listen to the podcast and will know who he is. But anyway, <laughs> when I was working uh, for Vertical Response, um, I had a member of the leadership team and we had a a leadership book club every Friday, which was really fun. We did it toward the end of the day. We had beer and wine in there. It makes for really good discussions when everyone's had a few drinks. So, um, he, but at the beginning, he was a newer leader and we just brought him into the leadership team. And when he joined the leadership team and he found out he needed to read books, he was kind of resistant to that. I was like, I don't have time. I've got, I'm really busy. I have this big group. And I'm like, hey, it's just one chapter a week. You can, anyone can read one chapter a week. I promise you it'll be worth your time. And so but he was. He pushed back a little bit and finally got him into it. And, and a, a few books in, he really started getting into it and appreciating what it was doing at work, but not only at work, in his personal life. And um, one of the most rewarding um, experiences I've ever had as a, a leader is the day that he left to go to his fancy new job at Google and was walking out the door and swung by to say goodbye to me and it was carrying this giant duffel bag and I'm like, what's in the double bag? And he's like, Kristen, this is all the books that I've read since I've been here. And I almost started crying. I was like, this is such, this is my legacy. This guy is walking out the door so excited about all these books he got here. And um, yeah, it, it was pretty cool. So I think, you know, it's something that people might push back on initially, but they will find that it's very powerful over time. And so I would encourage people to, to do that. Um, I think it's it's a great way for your team to learn, and especially if you have no budget. So, <laughs> well, hopefully um, he's taken uh, taken that leadership role and, uh, and, I'm and done sure that with his own he teams. has. Yeah, yeah, he's a, he actually um, is a fantastic leader and manager and um, has gone on to do great things. So it's pretty cool. Um, so if someone from the audience um, wanted to get started with reading books on customer success or leadership. Um, where would you recommend that they start? I'd say I don't necessarily have a general go-to book for leadership yet, um, but obviously you've given me a bunch more books to read, so <laughs> that will change soon. Uh, but I think for a new customer success leader, I would definitely recommend When Generations Collide okay. um, and Not Everyone Gets a Trophy. Um, both of those books uh, really focus in on um, how to work with um, all of the different people within your organization and on your team. Mm -hmm. And I think it's really important to understand that and, and get to know people at a really personal level to understand what motivates them, mm -hmm. um, what excites them, what they enjoy doing, what they don't enjoy doing. And these books really focus on, on getting to know your team um, and being able to really be an effective leader. 
Um, from an individual contributor standpoint, starting out in CS or looking to get into CS, I definitely recommend Farm Don't Hunt as the first book to start with. Those are great books. I think for me, um, and I mentioned this earlier, the book I would recommend for new leaders is 12 Elements of Great Managing. Um, that book is a very well-researched book. It's a Gallup organization uh, book that has a tremendous amount of data behind it on what it takes to create engaged employees. And so I think for a new leader, that's an important book to read because it sort of sets um, sets the stage for what you need to do to create an engaged team. And it helps people to create really high-performing teams because they're thinking about all those facets of what it takes to create an engaged employee. So that's kind of my go-to. Um, so now here's one just for fun. So um, you tell me yours and then I'll tell you mine, but what fiction book are you reading right now? I'm saying it that way because mine is a little bit embarrassing, but I'm going <laughs> to tell you anyway. So. <laughs> I I haven't actually been reading much fiction lately, um, but on the, but on the, the non-business, non-fiction side, okay. um, two books that I would recommend that I've read recently, uh, the first being uh, Disrupted by Dan Lyons, uh, former technology editor at Newsweek and creator of uh, the fake Steve Jobs persona that uh -huh. many of us are very aware of. Um, the book chronicles his misadventures uh, when he joins a startup HubSpot. Um, it was the first book in a while that really made me laugh out loud <laughs> quite a few times. Uh, my wife can attest to that. Um, if you're considering joining a startup for the first time and want to learn a little bit more about what the cult of startup life is like, it's definitely a must I'm going to have to check that one out. I have not read that one. The second I've read recently, a little more serious topic, uh, is The Sixth Extinction by Elizabeth Colbert, which chronicles the impact that humans are having on our environment and the hypothesis that we're in the midst of the sixth mass extinction event in human history. Uh, for those that are interested in learning a lot more about climate change and its really measurable effects. Uh, it's a thought-provoking, data-driven book that really explores um, how things have changed significantly in the last few years and how uh -huh. they're projected to change between now and 2050. That is a very serious book. That's an important book, though, too. I think people should read those kinds of books as well. I mean, you can get really caught up in your business books and forget that we all live in a bigger world than just business, especially if you're here in Silicon Valley. I think it's very easy just to kind of focus on business and forget the bigger picture. So that's great. Um, so yeah, I'll do true confessions and let you know that I am rereading Game of Thrones right now. That is my um, dirty little secret. And so I'm doing it for a good reason though. I, I've read those books before. I really like them. I, I like fantasy fiction. And um, I then watched the HBO series up through the current um, season, um, which is great, um, but very adult in nature. And my teenager wants to um, read Game of Thrones, and so I'm sort of previewing Game of Thrones just to make sure it's not quite as explicit as the TV show. And it isn't, um, although there are some <laughs> questionable things in there for a 13-year-old to read, so we're kind of playing it by ear a little bit. But I, I do love those books. I think they're great um, and, you know, lengthy in places, but generally well-written, so. Yeah, I, I definitely enjoyed reading that series. Um, also, um, read the Hunger Games trilogy. Oh, I love the Hunger yeah. Games, too, yeah. yeah. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely so, in the same so, mode of, yeah, of, okay. of reading some sort of <laughs> mindless uh, fiction that, uh, that really takes my mind off of things. Yes, I did take a break, I have to say, between books four and five of Game of Thrones this time, and I read The Handmaid's Tale because that show is now out on Hulu, and I hadn't read the book before, and that is a 
fascinating, really well written, and very disturbing tale. And I think every woman should absolutely read that book. Um, and I can't believe it's not required in schools. I think it's fantastic dystopian tale, and I thought that was really good too. But it's a very fast read, so I cruised through that one and it got back to my heavy duty Game of Thrones. So. <laughs> Well, I've certainly heard recently that The Handmaid's Tale is particularly poignant given our political yes, uh, it climate is. these days. It is, and it, you know, I think you can see you can see how things could go down a scary road pretty quickly. Um, you know, I think yeah, it's it's interesting. The end. I don't want to. I don't want to do any spoilers, but the ending is is fascinating um, because things loop back around. So um, definitely read that if you're interested in. Um, women's issues and politics. <laughs> I will give it a read. Yeah. Um, so last question, and this is something that I ask all of our guests, um, what do you see as the biggest trend in customer success right now and why? So this is stepping away from books a little bit and yeah, getting back to success. That's a great question. Uh, having been in the job search for a few months now, I'd say the biggest trend that I'm seeing is that companies are investing in customer success much earlier and much more thoughtfully than ever before. Uh, and they're really making sure that it permeates throughout the entire company culture, that they create a c company that is centered around their customers, and that mm -hmm. everybody understands the contribution that they're making every day to making their customers successful. Uh, I think it's really important, it's an exciting trend, um, and it's really necessary in this day of uh, the educated consumer who has lots of options. Yes, you know, I, um, I went and met, um, I was up in Seattle a few weeks ago and I met with um, the leader of a company, um, a tech company up there who I'm hoping will be on our show in this um, series in the fall um, to talk about his organization, but they basically hired customer success before sales. They're not even sure if they're ever going to have a sales organization in their company and, I, and for some reasons they're structured a little bit differently than I think most SaaS companies are. But I thought that was a fascinating approach, and I think it's um, indicative of the direction that um, companies are starting to go in terms of adopting customer success more quickly. So I think that is a, a big trend that I'm seeing as well. Um, so Steve, thanks so much for coming on the show today and talking about all your favorite books and learning strategies. I know uh, the audience really appreciates your suggestions and insights, and I love hearing about new books to read. So I very much thank you for your ideas, and I will be going home and buying some of these today. Um, so thanks for being a part of the podcast. Thanks so much for having me, Kristen. I really enjoyed discussing our favorite books and adding a lot of your favorites to my to-be-read list. Uh, I look forward to doing this again soon. I think we should do this about every six months and give people new things to read. That sounds important like a to read. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> I also want to thank our sponsors, Strike Deck and the Success League. To learn more about Strike Deck, you can visit strikedeck.com and follow Strike Deck on LinkedIn or at Strike Deck on Twitter. To find out more about the Success League, please visit our website, thesuccessleague.io, and follow the Success League on LinkedIn or at TSL Customers on Twitter. To get all of the latest episodes, please subscribe to Strike Deck Radio on iTunes or SoundCloud. And finally, thanks for listening to this podcast, and we hope you'll join us next time.